Hello and welcome to the Social Media Magic Podcast, the perfect podcast for TPT sellers, teacherpreneurs, and teacher business owners who consider themselves to be introverts. Each episode shares all kinds of ideas, tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make more sales and grow your community on social media. Without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Welcome or welcome back to the Social Media Magic Podcast. My name is Brittany and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. Today, we're answering a frequently asked question, a frequently searched question, which is, do I really need to be on social media in order to be successful? And my answer to that might surprise you. But before I dive too much into that episode, I do want to let you know that I have a few free workshops coming up and these are pitch free. I'm not going to be using them as like course webinars where you get a big pitch at the end, not doing that. In fact, I'd only want you to come on to an actual proper webinar if you were already interested in that, because otherwise I'm just wasting your time. These workshops are where you're actually going to put into practice the kinds of things I'm talking about on these episodes, about how you can actually take a piece of long form content and repurpose it into shorter pieces of content, how you can take a blog or a podcast episode or a YouTube channel video and turn it into a series of carousel posts or into reels, into TikToks, if that's what you want to do, or just into your Facebook group posts. Now, I'm a big fan of using Instagram and Facebook together because the Meta Suite has made it so easy to do so. And so I'm really gonna be focusing on that, but really when it comes to short form video, you can just replace real with TikTok. And if you wanna learn these things, you can learn it totally free. No mini course or anything required. December 5th, 6th, and 7th, that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And each one is gonna be at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you can't come to one, you can try to make one of the other two and they will be recorded. So no worries about that. But I will say, since it's a workshop, you're really gonna get the most out of it if you're there live, because that way I can look at your piece of content and offer you personalized ideas. And if I see like an opportunity for maybe some keyword search terms that you hadn't thought of, I'll add those to you. So not holding anything back, I really want to do this to serve you and to help you. Of course, if you decide you're interested in the course and stuff, you can always find out more later, but I will not be talking about that stuff at all on the workshop. It's just for you to learn and me to teach. If not, keep listening to the podcast. It's all good. Okay. So back to the episode, the question was, do I, or do you really need to be on social media to be successful? My short answer is no, you don't. You could build a very successful business on teachers pay teachers itself and never have an email list. You could never have social media. It's totally possible. But what I will say, especially right now, as of having this drama with personalized search and TPT changing their algorithm and the rebrand that they're doing, I'm going to say it's just wise in general to not put all of your eggs in one basket. And I would say that's true for social media as well. I know a lot of people advise just get active and really good on one social media channel or platform. While I can see why they would give that advice, I actually don't know if I would agree with it now in going into 2023. And you know what? We'll see how this podcast ages. If you're watching or if you're listening in the future, I might have a different opinion, but I really think it's a good idea to diversify at least a little bit. So I have really built it up on Facebook and Instagram, and you can see that the content is almost exactly identical. So it's more so wherever you're most active, you're going to see it. And I don't think that's a bad approach to take. I think if you do have a little more time and you're a little more advanced and you want to switch it up and have almost like a grid, it's kind of hard to show you, but like a a checkered grid of when things come out on different platforms, you can definitely do that. And I think it's a really good goal to work up to. But let me just back up and say, if you haven't listened to the last episode yet, maybe pause this one, go listen to that one first, because your strategy as a content creator on Instagram or Facebook is going to be very different than if you are using social media as a tool to market your products and your resources in your store. 
I'm assuming it if you're here, you fall into that latter category that you're not here on social media because you love creating or because you think it's fun to express yourself on here. You're here to work. Like this is business. You are here to use it as a tool. The question that you might be having is like, oh man, well, if I do want to take it seriously and if I do want to get results on social media, doesn't that mean I have to be on here and know it and spend all this time and money learning it? Let's think back for a second. Why are you on social media? My guess just from talking to people would be one of these two reasons. One, you see a lot of people who you find to be very successful or influential on social media. And you're like, well, if they're on there, then I guess I have to be on there too, because they're spending their time doing that. Doesn't that mean I have to be on there as well? The second reason is you might have somebody talking about how they've gotten such amazing results with a certain platform using a certain tactic. So X person says they got Y results on Z platform, so you have to be there. This person saying they got great results on Pinterest, I guess I have to be on Pinterest. This person saying they have thousands of followers on TikTok overnight, guess I gotta be making short form video on TikTok. But I want to add some caveats here. Are those success stories true? Yes, probably. But some things you have to consider. One, every person is different. You know, different strategy for me, like one, okay, let's take Pinterest for an example. I know so many people who have sworn by Pinterest. I have used Pinterest myself uh, as a blogger. I used it back in 2018. And I want to add that caveat and say Pinterest is a very different platform in late 2022 than it was in 2018. And I'm sure that anyone who has been on Pinterest for a while is nodding their head along in agreement with me. It's completely different now. So are there people who are using it right now in late 2022 that are getting results on Teachers Pay Teachers? Yes, they are. I've seen the receipts, right? I know they're getting results. Have I gotten those same results? No. Am I using these same exact tactics? I want to say I think so, but it's always hard to say. I mean, you could take someone else's strategy. You can implement the tactics step by step exactly and get different results. There's so much there, right? Because you have to make sure that your offer is good or that you're attracting the right audience, that your audience is even on Pinterest. And and I shouldn't just say on Pinterest, that they're ready to buy from Pinterest. A lot of times on Pinterest, people are, yes, they're looking for problems to be solved, but sometimes they just want like a recipe, right? Like if I'm going to Pinterest for a recipe, I'm not going to buy a cookbook. I hope that's super clear. Let me say that again. If I am going to Pinterest for a recipe, I am not going on Pinterest to find a cookbook to buy. It's the same thing for us. Blog posts tend to do really well on Pinterest. This episode isn't about Pinterest, but the idea is that every single platform has its own different strategy to make it work and time and effort that's spent learning on that. So is that going to be the best use of your time, energy, and effort? I would say if you're not getting any sales, then no. I would say if you are brand new to selling on a site like Teachers Pay Teachers, your best time, energy, and effort is probably going to be best spent creating quality resources that solve legitimate problems for teachers and learning how to use the platform properly. Because there are so many inherent marketing tools in the site, like you could have a whole marketing product funnel in just the product listing itself. You don't need to be on social media. And again, you're probably like, well, why the heck do you have a podcast and a brand and offers and freebies and all this around social media then? Because I think it's an amazing tool and it's free, which is so crazy. It is a free tool that we can use to market our businesses, to promote our offers, to grow our email lists. And also it's because a lot of people are spending their time on social media. Why wouldn't we meet people where they're at, add value to their lives and in return, get more subscribers and sales. To me, it's just a no brainer. Now, if I had been on social media for several years and never saw any results from it, then yeah, I can totally understand why so like why someone who feels that way might be discouraged. From the last episode, I said, I think it's because most people are using social media in the wrong way. They're trying to use it as content creators. So they're spending all this time learning how to make reels and how to make content that keeps people on the Instagram platform, for example, instead of creating content that 
inspires and motivates people to take action by opting into an email list or purchasing a product or following them on their email list. I hope it's starting to make sense. So you don't have to be on social media, but I will say if you are going to be there, make sure you're there strategically, that you're using the right tactics that are in line with your goals and know what your goals are. It's okay if you want to be an Instagram teacher influencer. That's totally cool. I would highly recommend following Amy's Adventures, E-D, Adventures. She does such a masterful job at this and she's also used short form video to sell her products. In fact, you'll even notice she does quite a bit of repurposing. If you scroll down her feed, you'll see that she uses basically the same content over and over again, maybe some slightly different video creative, slightly different captions to sell this resource she has about um, helping kids find partners. And you'll see that. And if you keep scrolling down and down and down on her grid, you'll see she sells the same resource over and over again. And that's beautiful. That's great. She doesn't have to keep racking her brain for different content ideas. She already has a resource bundle that she's going to share and sell over and over again. And isn't that what all of us want? Like we don't want to have to constantly be coming up with new ideas or creating new resources. We also want to make sure we're selling what we already have. So you don't have to be on social media, but if you are going to be on social media, make sure that you know your goals, make sure you know why you're on social media and make sure that you know how to use it in your overall strategy. And then from there, you want to make sure that you understand the specific tactics and features of each platform and how people use the platform and when they use the platform in the buying customer journey. So for example, Pinterest, yes, sometimes people on Pinterest are ready to buy, but a lot of times they're not. They're there to learn and get a question answered, almost like on Google. Not everybody who Googles something is ready to buy. With that, by the way, this is something I've learned just from the blogging world, but you want to make sure that if you are figuring out keywords for Pinterest or for blogs or podcasts or whatever, you wanna think about buying keywords versus perusing keywords. So for example, if I was gonna go on a trip and I look up best time of year to visit Savannah, Georgia. Okay, if I look up the best time of year, I'm not super committed to that trip yet. I'm just looking it up, I'm just exploring. I'm just like, oh, that sounds cool. Maybe I saw a picture on Instagram, like, oh, okay, nice. I might not continue searching. Or maybe I'll find the time of year that is best to go, I'm not available. But if I'm starting to search best hotels in Savannah, Georgia for families, that is a buying keyword search term. That shows that my intent is to find something to make a purchase. Take a think on that. Think about what resource you're selling and what are some buying keywords you can have for that. For example, how to teach place value, that's not really a buying keyword search term, but best resource to teach place value could be. Or maybe, If I say how to use TI-83 calculator, that's not a buying keyword, right? Because that implies I probably already have the calculator. But if I put in best calculator for graphing eighth grade, then yes, maybe that person's looking to make a purchase. So that's just kind of a bonus. I wasn't going to talk about SEO, but you do want to be thinking about where someone is in the customer journey when you're thinking about which platform, whether or not you want to be on platforms, and then go from there. In the next couple of episodes, I'm going to be diving a little more into the tactics and figuring out, okay, so you choose a platform. How do you know that you're going to actually use it wisely and use it as a tool to get you some more subscribers and sales? I'd love to see you on the next episode of the Social Media Magic Podcast. And of course, you are more than welcome to attend one of the workshops on December 5th, 6th, or 7th. I'll be sure to put the registration links for those in the show notes. See you next time.